0: First John chapter two verse four: Whoever I, whoever says I know him but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Whoever keeps his word in him truly the love of God is perfected. Okay, so we're talking about having perfected love. So I think that there is a process in perfecting your love. Okay, Amen. Um, but the scripture says here, if I don't keep his commandments, then I'm a liar. But whoever keeps him my my his my, his commandments, then the love of God is perfected. Okay, the commandments are spelled out in the scripture. Um, and there are specific commandments, not just all Ten. the law here. Ten, yeah. Um, we're talking about, what well, we'll get to here in a minute. Okay. Um, <coughs> well, okay. Right after that, it says, says verse 11, but whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. So it's talking about love. How can you love uh, people and say that you don't love, and how can you say you love God, but don't love people?
1: Yeah. Amen. Okay?
0: All right. You're now, right yeah. We're talking about loving people here. And then we're going to read some scriptures that seem to contradict what that says.
1: Mm.
0: Okay? We're going to explain this. Remember, these scriptures we're going to read, you have to read in light of an adulterous relationship. Who is your one and only? You know? Alright? James chapter... uh, Okay, James chapter 4. Verse 3 through 10. Chapter 4, verse 3 through 10, says, you adulterous people, <laughs> do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Hatred with God. It's kind of like flirting with another person when you're married. You see?
1: Yeah,
0: makes sense? Yep. Love of the world and what it has to offer you that makes you an adulterous person with God. Makes sense? All right. Cleanse your hand, your hands, your sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded. What does that mean? You want God, but you also want the world. Riding That's the, double. Riding the fence. Riding the fence. A good old friend of mine told me a story about the fence. <laughs> he said God's people was on one side of the fence, and the devil's people were on the other side of the fence. And this one guy says, "Man, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to choose, man. I'm just going to sit up here right on the fence, okay?" Well, God comes back for his people That's takes great. them off. The devil comes for his people and takes them off. The guy's sitting on the fence. The, the devil comes back and says, hey, I've been looking for you. uh, uh, uh I didn't choose you. I, I didn't choose either one of you. I, I'm sitting right here on this fence. And he said, yeah, but the fence belongs to me. To not choose is to choose. What people think is they have a choice in this matter. Here's the thing. you're. <laughs> I've told this story before. You know, people got mad at me before. Are you tell me that if I don't choose Jesus, that I, that he's going to send me to hell? No, God doesn't send you to hell for not choosing you Jesus. Going. You're already going to hell. Jesus is a lifeboat. <laughs> Jesus is a life preserver. He's the safety net, you know? He's your lifeline. It's arrogance to say, well, it makes sense. Okay, it's like being out in the Titanic and it's the, it's the, the boat's going down and you're in the freezing cold, hypothermic deal, and, and, you say, and somebody throws you a lifeline... And you say, "How dare you, I got this you word. bigot? Why would you, you tell me if I don't pick up this life preserver that I'm just going to die right here? I
1: don't know, Th- that I'm going to i
0: to be." It's like, you t- "This is what when people say if I don't choose Jesus, God's gonna send me to hell. That's equivalent to saying somebody's in the Titanic water, right, up in there in the cold water, and saying, Are you no. telling me if I don't choose that life preserver that I'm going to be thrown into this cold water? No, dummy. You're already in the cold water. <laughs> and you're dying. You're dying. Wake up. That's why Jesus said." Because you say you can see, then you are still blind. Mm -hmm. The reason why is people are in that cold water and they just caught hypothermia and they have lost their mind. They have no clue where they're at. Exactly. You see, and what we got to do is we just got to love them. They don't know any better. You know, Jesus is the lifeline. We got to realize that. You know, we're already going there. He came to save us. Jesus is good news, not you know. uh, Well, I got offended because you didn't choose my son, so I'm sending you to hell. That's not what's happening. We were lost. He came to find us. Jesus is good news. You see what I'm saying? It's not... <coughs> we couldn't get out of the water, you know? God had to come to us, man. He got in that water with us. You know? It's powerful stuff. All right, where are we at? James chapter 4, mm-hmm. verse 3 through 10. So it talks about submit yourselves. It says, uh, Cleanse your hands, your sinners, you your hearts, you double-minded, be wretched in and weep, let your laughter be turned to mourning, your joy to gloom. Watch this. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. This is so powerful. If you will... Hum- mm. So there's this dying process, this this demolition we're talking about here where we forsake the whole world. I'm not going to love the world. I don't want any of it. But the thing is, all of my comforts, all of my so-called joys, all the things that I thought would make me happy, they're there. So if I throw away the world, I throw away everything I ever knew. We throw away The things that we thought made us comfortable. The things we thought made us happy. The truth is, they were all leading to destruction in the first place. You know? Such a beautiful story. Alright, Mark chapter 8, verse 34 to 38. Remember that one, by the way, James chapter 4, verse 10. Humble yourselves and he will exalt you. I'm going to talk about that here in a minute, okay? He said, Mark what? We're going to go to Mark chapter 8. Verse 34, and calling the crowd to him with his... Well, let's just go to verse 31. (laughs) And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days rise again. And he said this very plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciple, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. Peter was one of Jesus' closest friends.
1: Yep. Fisherman.
0: And Peter had something good to say. And Jesus recognized it as a temptation of the world. Mm. You see? Mm. Just because it looks good doesn't mean that it's God. Satan is the one that leads you astray.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And Satan can come in the form of an angel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Of light. He can look good. <clears throat> the devil always looks appealing. Could you imagine trying to do what God told you to do and your best friend comes up to you and says, Hey man, you don't have to do that. You don't have to sell all that you have. Your best friend. You don't to do that. It's your best friend. Whatever your best friend is, the one who always tried to comfort you, but never gave you the answers.
1: Mm-hmm. That oh, it's gonna be all right. but never tell you how it's gonna be all right. That's right.
0: They never yeah. had life. They never had the truth. And all you had to be a person. It can be a drug.
1: most mm-hmm. mm. well, both. Or both. It
0: can be a girl. Whatever. Made you feel more comfortable about the situation, but never gave you life. That's your Peter. That's your Satan and Peter. <clears throat> when I uh, got offered, when I left my job at <clears> at <throat> I got offered like five or six different job opportunities. Okay? I left my job to follow the Lord because I knew the Lord told me to leave my job and start doing ministry. Within two days of, of submitting to that word, my boss brought me in the office and told me, Zach, we need you to make a verbal commitment. You're not ever going to talk about Jesus again while you're here. Because I was planning on giving my two-week notice, but the Lord, I think, had some the other plans. And and then right after that, he said, you know, Zach, ate, you know, our uh, um, our company pays your bills and puts food on your table. And when I heard that, I knew it was
1: straight you up can.
0: the devil. And you know, and I didn't need to listen to this word, and I needed to quit my job. But I got to talk to my wife first. So I went home, told my wife. She said, you can't work anymore. Put on my uniform the next day and quit. And they said, You're not gonna give it two week notice and I said, I don't think I can stop talking about Jesus for two weeks. Mm. Whoa! You <laughs> asked me to hold my breath. That's
1: good. Came you go you asked me to go get everything in my father. That's right. That's exactly
0: what I said to them. I said I said, uh, we have a we have a gay pride week where everybody can stand up and, on a platform for this company and talk about so who they sad. are as a gay person and their identity. I said, Jesus is everything that I am, and you're asking me to stop being who I am. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If mm-hmm. I was to shut my mouth, I would just die. So you're asking me to hold my breath for two weeks. I can't do that. It's impossible anymore. Yes, got it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Uh, we talked about even though it may look good, your friend might come up to you. Ah, so I got offered <laughs> six different jobs after I left AT&T. Never applied for one of them. <laughs> I told my boss. I told my manager. I said... Uh, about several months before I quit I told my manager uh, her name Francis. is Francis she's a wonderful lady she Powerful prays for me God. I said Francis when I leave AT&T I know it's my last secular job I know it in my spirit and when I leave here I feel like I'm going to be offered a bunch of different jobs and that it's all distractions and it's not from God even though it's favor you know a lot of times in our church nowadays we, we try to follow favor and prosperity that's the pride of life mm. that's the pride of possessions It's the love of the world listen if if you're not willing, if, 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 if your God is about putting money in your bank account, you've missed it. Do I believe in prosperity? Yes. Do I believe that it's a criteria and requirement for being a Christian? No. In fact, I believe more about what I'm about to teach about how it is: if he who seeks to lose his life will gain it; he who seeks to gain his life will lose it. If your God is your belly. We'll know whenever you lose everything, you stop following God. Why? Because God has to be the only one. Possessions are nice. Why? (laughs) Having money in the bank is awesome. Why? Because I get to preach the gospel more with it. You know? It's it's a tool. The money is a tool. You want to know why I don't have any money in the bank? Because I've I've used my tool for the kingdom of God.
1: Mm -hmm. You know? Mm.
0: Money in the bank is a waste. (laughs) Okay, I don't want to go too far on that. Listen, there are people that have money in the bank. If it wasn't for them having money in the bank, they wouldn't be investing in our ministry. But you hear what I'm saying, though? You know, uh, so God has called some people to be in business and to help provide for ministries. So I hope everybody heard that. You know, I'm thankful for the people who give into our ministry. Yeah. You know, people who go start (laughs) their own business. But my point is, money in my bank account is a waste. It all gets put towards the kingdom. It all has a name. It all has a purpose. We don't sit on money for our security. We sit on, <gasps> no, that's wrong. We sit on the promises of God for our security. You know what I'm saying? All right. So where am I at? Oh, so I told my boss when Araya uh, quit at I could quit my job here. It's my last secular job. Uh, I'm gonna be offered all these different jobs, I know it. And uh sure enough I got offered five or six different jobs. One of them was the most amazing opportunities ever. First of all, I was struggling. Um really struggling because I, I went I, I got this call. Okay, all right, let me just tell you this testimony. So I, I I quit my job. Within one week I got offered a job. Well, I needed the money. So I went and took it, even though I had already told my boss.
1: Hey,
0: I don't want, it's going to be a distraction, right? So I go work for it because it's a temporary job. So I didn't expect it to be full-time. you know. But next thing you know, I'm working two weeks straight, full-time. I'm like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Something's wrong here. I told my, So I told my supervisor. Listen, I'm not supposed to be working as much. I've I'm, I'm called the minister. I came to get a little bit of money and help trying to make ends meet. But I'm supposed to be focusing on <laughs> this, and this is completely distracting me from what I know God's told me to do. Even though I didn't know every detail, I was supposed to be praying and seeking the Lord. He says, yeah, I know. This is when the job's over, man. I understand, we'll, we'll, we'll let you and we'll just call you for little jobs here and there. So, okay, cool. The very next day, his supervisor comes in and says, Zach, I want to talk to you. Takes me for a ride. Says, I'm going to let everyone go on that job site. And I want to hire you as a full-time person.
1: Mm. The test. Yeah. The test. I said,
0: well, man. So, dude, listen. I'm not, I don't have any experience. I don't understand why you want to hire me. Well, we don't look for that. We look for other things, too. So he let everybody else go who had like five or six years worth of experience in construction, me having no experience in construction ones that make me full time staff member. Like what the crap?
1: You know? <laughs> Strike too.
0: So I said, Listen, I need one day to pray. It's Fridays. I'm not gonna work Fridays, okay? Is that all right? He said, Okay. So I worked. So I went ahead and went full time. Friday hit, I went to pray. I was already ministering to this guy and at the job site. And I'm just loving on this guy and his life was starting to flip around, you know, or he was he was having revelation about stuff. He's like, man, Zach, i never seen anybody live their life like you're living. Da, 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 da. So you could see that positive influence on the work environment. So Friday hits, man. I'm praying. And the Lord says, what are you doing? oh uh, Well, I mean, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I said, well, Father, do I have to quit? Do I have to quit this construction company? I mean, I already quit, you know, over here, and I just don't want to quit again. I'm already ministering right now where I'm at. The Lord told me, he says, Zach, you can minister wherever you go. You've already been doing that. Mm. I've not called you to do that anymore.
1: Mm.
0: I've called you to equip others to do what you've been doing for the last 10 years. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, but, okay, yes, sir.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Humbled humble, humble humble real part, quick. It's a little one. Yes. <laughs> Humbled so, real quick. So
0: I come out from that prayer closet, come downstairs, somebody says, hey, there's a, a little envelope over there. Open up, there's a $200 check in there like, golly, it's like one more comfort dude. dude. You know, I'm hearing to God, you know. So I go to my job, and I have my uniform on. I said, I don't want to drop you. I mean, I don't have an issue with you guys at all. I just called the ministry, and I'm disobeying the Lord. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys however long you need on this job, uh, and then I got to go. I said, we understand, man. Just give us two more days. So I'll work two more days. So Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, I have no job. I get a call. Hey, Zach, this is so-and-so over here at at t Hey, uh, somebody uh, called up here and asked for you by name. They want to give you a job. No again. <laughs> okay, who is it? It's Cricket. They're going to open up a store here in Browning, and they're looking for store managers and they're looking for sales reps. So okay, so I get this message on Facebook. This woman who messaged me on Facebook, check this out. When I was at AT and I was going through what's called the Retail Management Development Program. It's called RMDP. I was learning how to be a manager. Over ATT. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it anymore. <clears throat> uh, so they're training me. I've been going through it for like two, three months now. This woman doesn't work for ATT anymore. She's working for cricket. She messaged me up. That She messaged me and said, Zach, I want to talk to you about a position in cricket. I'm like, dude, this woman right here, she knows me. She's been training me for management. Ain't no reason why I'm not gonna be put wherever I need to be put, you know? I'm like golly, so it's so tempting. So I just decide to ignore it. Don't even respond. I actually, told her, I will get back to you. And then I <laughs> left it right there. And I lied. I shouldn't have done that. So I sent that to her, right? And I avoided the whole conversation for a, a week. I went down to Austin, did some street ministry, saw some people get healed, shared the gospel. It was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Come back on Monday, and all this stuff is stirring inside of me like, oh, man, I've been avoiding this thing for a week and a half. And... I'm going to screw all my chances up of getting this job, like my, my flesh, you know, yep. the, the pride of life, you know. I want to make sure, you know, my provision. So I'm wrestling, I call my, you know, Some counselors are like, maybe you should take this job, Zach, you know. and So I call up, uh, so I go have lunch with somebody. He goes, look, man, your family comes first. That's what he told me. Your family comes first. And then halfway through the conversation, he goes, look, if God's calling you to do it, you're going to be provided for it. <laughs> He's like, uh, he says, the other day, I would do ministry. I got a check-in a $1,000 rebate for overpaid bills. Just We didn't know what was going to happen. When the money came in, we like, oh, my, we needed this money so bad. We couldn't pay our bills without it. You know, so he's showing me this one testimony. So we're talking, and I'm wrestling. Like, God, I messed up all my chances to get that job. And I I, looked, I told her, God, I'd be so good at that job. I'd be so good at that job. You know, I was a top salesman for two years straight at at and I did good at my job. And I'm like, man, I'd do so good at this job. And I'm wrestling. Five o'clock in the afternoon, I get this random text message from a random person. Jeremiah 1.5. I knew you in your mother's womb and I have called you as a prophet to the nations.
1: Boom. And I'm like,
0: yes, Father, I'll just go to my prayer closet, dude. And I, sit, I just get on my knees from five o'clock in the afternoon until four in the morning, praying, surrendering. Father, whatever you want me to do. Yes, sir. I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. And that's when the Lord spoke to me. So Zach, I want you to build the barracks, discipleship, recovery house for men, help men overcome drug addictions. My first response to the Lord was, well, Father, I don't have a drug background. I don't going to help these guys. And the Lord told me, he said, your testimony doesn't save anybody. It's like my word saves people.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: And you have my word. power, like, Yes, Father. Only so Tuesday, I'm dead dog tired for staying up till four in the morning, right? Can't even function. Wednesday, now I'm awake. I get a call. Hey, this is Harrison Bauer. Yeah, who's this? I run five cricket stores, and I just got out of an interview with Frances Diaz, and she doesn't want to take the position here at the store in Brownwood, and I asked her who she recommends, and she told me that the only person she would recommend for this position would be you, Zach. I want to make you my store manager for the Brownwood store. I'm like, what?
1: <laughs>
0: what? I want you to be the store manager. Okay, uh, well, what's this look like? Well, you'd be able to hire your own people. You'd be able to make your own hours. And, you know, we just, I just need somebody who's good with people, da-da-da. I said, well, sir, do you know why I left at t Because at this point now, I'm like, I'm going to shoot this thing to pieces, man.
1: <laughs> I'm like, <clears throat> you know why I left, uh, do you know why? I know, right? Say, get the inside
0: of me. You know why I left at t He goes, well, uh, I know he left, but I don't know the reason. I said, I can't stop talking about Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said when people come in the store and I see they're hurting I, I just pray for them dude right there in the middle of the store they get, they get healed they get set free I share the gospel people come in and I start talking about Jesus I want people to get saved I don't want them to go to hell I said I care about this stuff and that's my life and he goes well I'm a Christian man too man and I understand it if you want to come dude and you want to share the gospel that's alright <laughs> I'm like Ooh, you oh my gosh are you gave kidding me I have been praying for a job like this All my life, I could run my own hours, have my own store, uh, you know, employees, and I can share the gospel. You can hire me. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, man, this is like the best setup right here, man. Perfect job. man. This is like a dream come true. (laughs) And I've been doing this already for three years. So I'm going to be good at this. This is no question in my mind. I'm like, I'm set up for success, you know? I get off the phone, and as soon as I get off the phone, you know know the the boldest line ministries, right? So on my website, you know, I got that lion. It's on the side of my truck, and on the website, the big old lion, grayed out lion. So as soon as I get off of the phone call, as soon as I get off the phone call, I noticed this notification on Facebook. A friend of mine, John Douglan, tagged me in it. And the guy who posted the original post, I have no clue who he is. He's a random person. And it said, it had a picture of this grayed out lion. And it said, God is calling you into your assignment. If you could get a hold of it, you'd be 10 foot tall and bold as a lion.
1: Mm.
0: And my first thought was, crickets my assignment?
1: <laughs> <Right? clears
0: throat> and of course, I'm just being a dummy. I mean, how you look at a post with a freaking grayed out lion that looks almost like your lion on the website and it says bold as a lion and the ministry is called bold as a lion ministries, you doofus, come on, shut up and just <laughs> obey the Lord, right? I'm sitting there, I'm so wrestling it. Dude, I'm wrestling so bad. I called up my brother uh, and I I saw this message from him. He he had written on this message and I saw it on there. And uh, right before I called him and I read this message he wrote to me on November 4th, 2015. And it said, Zach, if the rich young ruler had just given up everything, he would have gained everything. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I read that right before I called him. Called him up, told him what was going on. He said, Zach, that's the best job ever, man. I mean, you get to preach the gospel. You get to pr- provide for your family. Dude, just take the job. It's my brother. And I had heard this from a couple different people. And I do this on purpose. I want to hear someone tell me what's not right so that I can check what's in my heart, make mm-hmm. sure that's right or right or wrong. And I knew. I knew at that moment. And I just told my brother, I said, Drew, um, you know. <clears throat> Scripture says that Satan dresses himself up like an angel of light, and a wolf is dressed up in sheep clothing. And Peter came to Jesus, and Jesus said to him, "Get behind me, Satan!" And my brother goes, "I'm Peter, Zach. Don't take the job. Don't take." <laughs> I go, it's all right, man. I I wanna, I want. need to hear these things. I need to hear, you know, I need to hear the opposite so that I can test what I know is what knows the truth.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: So I called up the guy. I said, man, I can't take the job. Totally. From the world perspective, the dumbest mistake I could ever make. You know? And, you know, I've been walking by faith ever since. You yeah. know? And uh I had one more business opportunity pop up. I mean, somebody want to invest $300,000. We start talking. The more I talk to him, the more of a sick feeling I get. I'm like, money's not worth it. I'm not selling my soul for some money.
1: I'm
0: going to follow the Lord. I'm going to do what he told me to do.
1: Money don't go with you when you go.
0: And so I said, man, Father, I told Sarah, I said, I don't have, I have the sickest feeling about this business deal. I've been working on it for a month. I created a business plan, proposed it to him, sat down, brought a lawyer. Man. And that meeting, I had the sickest feeling and told my wife, said, let's talk about this, man. I don't feel right. What do we know God told us to do? I said, listen, we know God said, build the barracks, establish a recovery house. That's all we know. And as soon as I said that, I had so much peace. I'm like, how am I going to build a barracks? I have no money. I have no resources. Nothing. Like, what the heck am I going to do? <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to build a barracks. I said, my wife and I just prayed. We let it go. I never called that guy back again. A a month or so later or whatever, a few weeks, I don't know how long it was, we start praying, man. And the Lord is just like, my father, you know, what's going on? What's wrong? He says, you already know. Like, what's up? I told you to get rid of something. You didn't get rid of it. I had whiskey. I had had this bourbon whiskey, Jefferson's bourbon whiskey up in my closet. And, you know, I said, well... Is it really that big a deal? I said, Well, I said, I said, Well, oh Lord, I don't ever abuse it. And the Lord told me, Is it Zach? Is it really that big a deal? No. Just give me a scripture. Lord told me, Proverbs 31. So look it up. Proverbs 31. It says, it's Not for kings, O Lamuel, they have strong drink, or for rulers to drink wine. Give it to the poor so they forget their misery. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. So I just dropped everything. I went went home, took down my bottles of, of whiskey. My wife's like, what are you doing with that? I said, I got to get rid of it. She says, that stuff is expensive. You're not going to buy any more, are you? I said, well, no. The Lord told me not to, not to have this anymore, so I got to get rid of it. So I'm talking to her, you know, going back and bantering back and forth. And I get this call. Hey, Zach, I got your letter. Just go on a second, buddy. Just let me finish doing what God told me to do. So I put the phone down, go outside, pour all the whiskey out, throw the bottles away, grab the phone, and say, "What's up, dude?" He goes, "Man, I got a temporary house for you. I have a house I'm not using. If you want to use it for your ministry, for the <laughs> barracks, then just come on, dude. I'll give you. A, I'll, I'll be down there in an hour and bring you a key."
1: <laughs> like, dang,
0: you know? And that's when it started, man. I told the Lord, I said, "I want to move somebody in March 1st." I said, "If you want me to do this, we're gonna do this. I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna sit around for three for three years." deliberating and debating and voting and figuring out the best way. We're just going to freaking start helping people, even if we don't know what we're doing. And I just ask you, Father, to give me wisdom. Dude, it's been the best experience I've ever... It's been the hardest. I've cried so many times to sleep. It's been the most stressful, but when I give it to the Lord, it's not stressful. It looks impossible. My faith has been stretched in so many ways. I did not It's like when you go work out and your, your muscles are sore in places you didn't even know you had muscles. <laughs> Same thing with my faith. There's things in my faith I didn't even realize was wrong with my faith. Until I started trusting the Lord. And I've preached it so many times. God will call you into a place of impossibility. Well, I'm grateful for your calling. Thank you, Father. I'm glad I obeyed. I'm glad we didn't deliberate for three years. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad I, I... started doing this ministry without a 501 c 3 I started telling people I don't need a 501 c 3 to start helping people. If you want to do- start don- donating money, just start throwing money on my way and I'll start making them happen. If you trust me and Trust my integrity. So money started coming in. (laughs) One lady goes, I got $3,000. I want to donate to you for beds. I looked at her and said, I was talking to her on Facebook. I said, well, if I have permission to use that money, however it needs to be done, I can do a whole lot more than beds. Because I ain't going to go buy new beds. We're going to go, I'm going to get this house started, baby, you know? She said, yeah, it's yours, whatever you want. I said, well, I don't have a 501c3. There's not gonna be a tax off right right off of this. She says that's fine. Hmm. She sent the money in.
1: Praise the Lord. Yeah.
0: That's somebody who has a cheerful heart.
1: Mm. Blessed, cheerful,
0: <sighs> giving unto the Lord. People give to the Lord, not expecting anything in return.
1: Hmm. It's good.
0: Treasure in heaven.
1: Hmm. Man, I don't care about treasure in heaven. I just care about giving because He gave to me.
0: <gasps> yeah. <clears throat> Mark chapter 8, verse 34 says, For whoever watch this. So so But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. So when God tells us to do something, sometimes it looks bad. But it's not bad. The scripture says I don't think that the sufferings that we endure will even have any comparison to the glory that we will attain. God, God has a great reward for us. <clears throat> yeah. It's not so much about being in comfort or being happy. It's about being who you're called to be. Mm-hmm. You will be happy when you find when you're right where you're supposed to be. There's something about it, man. You could go through the toughest times in your life to be the happiest you've ever been, because your you're flesh right. Is screaming to get out of the situation, but you know your spirit has to be there. It can't die. You're just like I'm the happiest I've ever been, but you're right in the thick of it. You're right in the worst spot. Jesus Christ died on a cross, man. Hmm. The perfect will of God for His life. Hmm. Paul flogged, stoned, shipwrecked. The perfect will of God for his life was to preach the gospel no matter what the cost. Now, is God telling the people to come and persecute him? No, it's not God's will for those people to persecute him. It's God's will for those people to receive him. You see, the scripture says in Ezekiel, I desire that none of the wicked should perish, but that they should repent, and turn and live. So when the wicked persecute us, that's not the will of God. See, but the will of God is love, and love will die. Love will sacrifice. So God's will for your life isn't that you go through pain. Though God's will for your life is that you love no matter what the cost. Unconditional. So good. It's good. You love no matter what the cost. But you love God's way. You don't love the world. You don't. Why? Why is loving the world a problem? Because loving the world isn't loving the world. Loving the world is loving self. <coughs> That's the problem. Filling the need. Loving your uncle? Yeah. Yeah, oftentimes we're feeling something that really just needs <coughs> to die. Keep on beating something that just needs to die because it was never good for us in the first place. It's good, man. It's good. Thank you, Father, for your anointing and the Holy Spirit, man. This is a good message, bro. The Holy Spirit is awesome. Mm! Where are we at? And calling the crowd to him, so he says, but you have set your mind on things of, you're you not setting your mind on things of the God, but on things of man. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. (laughs) Woo! For whoever would save his life will lose it. God cares about your life being saved. That's why he's telling you to lose it. (laughs) That's For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Real treasure. What's really valuable in your life? That's what, That's Priorities is what we're missing. We've missed the priorities. We miss what's really, really, really important in our lives. For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Powerful stuff. We've got to follow him even unto death. Luke chapter 14. It's a beautiful story to follow the footsteps of Jesus and lay down our lives for the sake of many. Luke chapter 14, verse 25. Mm. Now great crowds accompanied him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you... Watch this, guys. The word hate there in Greek is the word hate. It means hate. Abandon. To forsake. To neglect. To neglect all that you know. Why does it say this? Because people don't really know what love is. Mm -hmm. They don't. Therefore, they don't really know what hate means either. (laughs) Hate means to completely abandon. To forsake. Okay? Like, some people think it's a strong anger, a strong hate, a strong dislike. But there is is sort of like a dislike. Listen, you have to dislike what the world (coughs) has to offer you. Because all it's doing is trying to kill you. Even your mother and your father and your brothers and sisters, your families. It, does it make sense? The scripture says I didn't come. Okay. Put your finger here. Was it Luke what? Luke 14. 25. Luke. Yeah. Put your finger there. We're going to go over here to Matthew chapter 10. We're going to come back to that. Okay. Luke 14. Keep your finger in Luke chapter 14. We're going to go over here to Matthew chapter 10. Verse 16. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When, when they deliver you over, why would they deliver you over? Because you're dangerous. I dare say, if you're not flipping the world upside down, mm. they're not going to come after you. No. If you're not a threat to the kingdom of God, they won't feel threatened and they won't react. Matthew what? But if you are a danger, Tim. they're probably gonna come after you. Tim. You see a what I'm saying? Makes sense. Sixteen. Okay. Question is, man, does the devil know your name? Come on. Does the devil? It's good stuff. What an honor!
1: Does he know your name?
0: What? No. What, what? What is? What an honor is my point is. Yeah. For the devil to know my name. That's the hall of fame, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Spiritual Hall of Fame. Yeah, baby, baby. What I mean by that is, <clears throat> when the scripture, when when the disciples got flogged, they got beat,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it says that they took joy. For they said, it says that they took joy and rejoiced. It said that they took honor in the fact that they were that they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus.
1: Suffering brings more joy at the end. I've be, been getting beat up since I got For real. Yeah. You see what I'm
0: saying? Listen, how does the devil know your name? God brags about you. Just watch Job. Job, God says, Have you considered my servant Job? He isn't taunting the devil to go after his servant Job. He already, listen, God never asks a question he doesn't already know the answer to. He asks Satan, Have you been considering my servant Job? Because he already knew. You already knew that Satan was considering his servant Job. Yeah. Have you considered my servant Job? How he's blameless in all his ways?
1: Mm-hmm. God is bragging.
0: He's bragging about his boy Job. Amen. Does the uh, heavens know your name?
1: Mm, it's good.
0: Are you bragged about in heaven?
1: It's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. I want, man. I want God to brag on me. Heck yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you're created for the praises of God. Sounds strange. People always say, well, we need the glory. All the glory goes to God. But the scripture says that when, when our life is finished, we stand before God. Those who followed him, he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's praise. God told me one time, he says, you're not created for the applause of men. You're created for my own applause.
1: Would it be wrong for you, both of them, to uh, speak your name? God bragging about you and saying, talking against <clears throat> you? Oh, Yeah. Both of them know my
0: name, dude. Yeah. it's <laughs> good. All right, cool. It's awesome. Where are we at? Okay. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious. Man, that's whenever things start going wrong for you, man. Start rejoicing. The devil knows my name, buddy. <laughs> you know, sometimes whenever I start things going real bad for me, I just go down to Walmart and start preaching the gospel. I'm like, the best thing I can do to punch the devil in the face is get someone saved. Amen. So, you know what? You're going to come after me and start trying to shut me up? I'm just going to go and scream louder.
1: Hmm.
0: Jesus. Go we'll get somebody saved. Amen. You know? Instead of quitting like you want me to quit, I'm just going to go harder. I'm going to stomp your face in, devil.
1: Yes, I can. I'm going to yes, help more
0: people out. Bring more people into the barracks. Go out and they, You see know what I'm saying?
1: Amen. Make a bigger difference. Hey guys, it's James Whetstone here. Just real quick, thank you so much for listening to either the podcast or the YouTube video. We appreciate it so much. We could not do this without you. So once again, thank you so much. If you liked it, then click that like button, share it, subscribe to us. The more views, the more followers we have, the more we can do. So please, and also if, if, if this is something that you really like, please consider donating to us. Uh, Every little bit helps whether it be a monthly sponsorship or a one-time donation. Uh, you can g- donate at bold as a lion, ministries.com or if you if you want the shorthand it's b a l m z s.com. Uh, That will take you right to the website. Uh, There are multiple uh, projects, multiple missions that you can donate to. Uh, We have a missions organization. We're going overseas. We're reaching people. We're helping people. Uh, We have uh, discipleship and recovery house where we help guys struggling with drug and alcohol addictions. We also uh, are doing uh, this media Um, and every one of those avenues needs your support. We're we're looking to plant more things. We're looking to grow, so please consider donating to that. Also, follow us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube page. The more support from our community and the people that that are being touched by what we're doing, the more that we can touch others. So please consider doing that. Uh, Thank you so much once again. We could not do it without you. God bless you, and have a great day.